When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. Troy is here. Hey, I call them like I see them, all right? Taz is here. I mean, Sal is here. And I'm here. Oh, look at it this way. The first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick, you work my arm, I work your arm. Same time, same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks, anyway. I'm touching my own dick. So you're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough! The Rundown. Hello and welcome to the Rundown Racing Podcast. My name is Adam. I'm your host. Joining me this week, Sal is here. What's up, Adam? What's going on, Adam? <laughs> Hello, Rundowners. We missed you last week. Life got in the way. But we're happy to be here and talk some uh, some wrestling with y'all tonight. It did. Life got in. Life got in the way. Everybody was busy, tired, or got bit by a dog. Um, so, but we're, we didn't have a we didn't have a PLE to talk about. So we figured we figured we could uh, we could take the week and not uh, not ruin anything too badly. Take uh, the week, relax, recharge the batteries, <clears> get <throat> some rabies shots. You know. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think I need, I don't think I need any shots, thankfully. Everything seems to be fine, so. Why did you get attacked by a dog? Did you just walk on the lawn and the dog just started lunging towards you? I was delivering the package. It's a place that I've delivered to before. Oh, and interesting. The, the, the yard is all fence, uh, is all fenced in. Uh, but it's, it's got a gate. But it's just one of them chain link gates that's just a little U-shaped bracket that slides mm-hmm. down over the pole. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, when I got there, there was one dog that was up on the deck, and it was it was barking at me, but it was fine. But so then I put the package down, and where the package goes is the only place, other than the gate, that's also chain link and not actual picket fence like the rest of the surrounding thing is. So the dog that I didn't see when I got out of the truck, the dog that was in the yard, saw me when I put the package down. And that dog was a lot angrier than the first dog that was up on the deck. And so it starts charging at me, and it's barking, and it's snarling, and it's growling. And it manages to push this gate open, either by its, with its sheer weight, or it got its nose under the thing, or whatever. But it got this gate open, and it came for me. <laughs> and motherfucker, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I got bit by a dog last week. Were you uh, yelling at the dog? Uh, no, I was yelling, I was yelling help for the owner to come back outside. But, uh, 
Because when I, I need I, somebody help. Because when anybody. I pulled up, because when I pulled up, the the person, one of the one of the people who lives there, was on the deck with the brown dog. <laughs> uh, but they just went inside. That's what I would have done. <laughs> Uh, anyway, anyway, ah, he'll get away. It's fine. That happened. <laughs> oh, the profanities that would have been coming out of my mouth. I promise you that. If that was me. <sighs> oh man. Actually, you know what? I'm going to try to swear less, just because. Thankfully, that. it was. Thankfully, it was, it's mostly superficial. Like it was just big scrapes. It wasn't right. actually punctures. I didn't get. Bit, bit. They, my pants, my work pants took the most damage. Aw. R.I.P. work pants. That pair. I've got like six other ones. <laughs> anyway. What else is going on? What's up with you, bud? What's up with me? Eh, you know. I'm here. I'm living. I'm all right. <laughs> I'll tell you, uh... <laughs> I go long periods without watching the news. And yeah, yeah, I hear stuff here and there because of social media and shit. I do my best not to research it because... Um, and then the, every now and then I'll read something or I'll catch something. And I'm like, see, now why did I read that? That's the worst shit ever. That is the worst shit I've ever heard in my life. Why did I read that? Whether it's like war in the Middle East or it's like terrorism at home like it's just ah bad news out there man Mm -hmm. full of bad news that's why we here at the rundown are dedicated to making you forget about all that shit for at least an hour maybe two it the the the, as the days go on it it definitely seems more and more like this is the worst timeline yeah Uh. Remember, like, 2012 when everything was, like, all good? I think that was the last time everything was all good. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. Um... Man, nothing nothing much else has happened the last couple of weeks. All my friends... All my Twitch friends, well, not all of them, but a lot of my Twitch friends went to TwitchCon. So I'm living vicariously through all their pictures and social media posts. Um, someday, someday I'll go to a TwitchCon. But shit's expensive. So. And also, I wouldn't go to TwitchCon for TwitchCon. Like, I probably wouldn't buy tickets to TwitchCon. I would just buy, like, a, a hotel room in the area and then just find out where people are going, like, after TwitchCon clo- shuts down for the day and be like, okay, I'll meet you at this bar and we'll just hang out and that'll be fun. <laughs> like, I don't need to walk a convention floor or anything. No, 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 no. I just want to fucking hug people. No, 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 no. Streamers must be working every single minute of the day. They are not allowed to sleep. They need to keep their follower count up. It's mm-mm, no time for drinks. <laughs> Actually, uh, I saw one streamer who will remain nameless um, make good use of her time at TwitchCon as she charged people all types of different money for different poses, including standing on top of them. Um, and she is one of the top earners on Twitch, so I don't think she needs the money. But I guess you're always on the hustle, huh? 
Yeah. If they'll pay for it. And dudes will line it up. I, I, first of all, I have no patience for a line. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if it was, uh, friggin', um, Sky Bree on the other end of that fucking line. I'm not lining up for shit. All right. I'm an impatient old fuck. <laughs> Second of all, um, I, I wouldn't mind going to a TwitchCon, but it's just so, fu- like, everybody who I saw streaming from there last week, just looked like worn out and beat to shit and like well oh, it was yeah, in vegas at twitchcon it was in vegas <laughs> so it was hot as balls i'm here on the floor at twitchcon make sure to press that like and subscribe button <laughs> nobody i have not heard anybody say a single good thing about the location of twitchcon just that they enjoyed their time and meeting people meeting people that they know on twitch was that but a yeah, first in, in vegas it, for uh, i believe so it was in san diego last year yeah um but apparently there were issues hmm. and apparently they, they're, they're they're announcing like they'll announce soon the location for next year and that's apparently going to be like the permanent location supposedly but well if it's vegas either way you know it was money that nobody made that deal. <laughs> nobody enjoyed nobody enjoyed vegas because it was hot and apparently getting an Uber was fucking ridiculous. Impossible. And expensive. Oh, I'm sure. So. Of course they jack up. First of all, they got to jack up the price because it's Vegas. Second of all, when a convention is going on in Vegas, forget it. Right. So. Everybody else got to make their money, too. <sighs> it's not just these streamers. I mean, come on. What are we so, doing here? Anyway. Anyway. Like I said, I don't want to go to TwitchCon for TwitchCon. I want to go to TwitchCon just to meet my friends and hug them. Um, I met uh, after PAX East last year. You went to PAX, PAX East is still a fucking thing? <laughs> well, I went to PAX East in 2020. Okay, okay. Because uh, it was literally right before everything shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, but last year, no, must have been this year because it would have been like in, in fucking like March or so, March or April. Um I met a couple of my Twitch friends afterwards because they they went and it was in you know it's in Boston so I was like sure we'll come down we'll get we can get we can get dinner after after the con one day so I met, I met some friends that way but that's, cool. that's the, basically the same thing I would do for TwitchCon is be like yeah no uh, where do you want to go at like eight o'clock we can get like food or something but anyway anyway. It's been an interesting two weeks of wrestling. Oh, I have, interesting is a good way of putting it. I have a I have a couple of notes from last from last week. Good, because I, I don't do remember wanna, anything from last week. So as you mention I, them, I'll remember them. Well, it's only stuff that I really briefly want to mention, just because it, it feels worth mentioning. Mm. Um, we this first one was from from SmackDown. We discussed this briefly via text message. Um, Roman Reigns comes out wearing only the piss gold title. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Michael Cole calls him only the undisputed WWE champion. Okay. So is the is the universal title gone? Forget? You do realize that since we've had that discussion about they've they've called it six different things over the past episodes. <laughs> like LA Knight was like, I need that undisputed universal WWE title. <laughs> they've he called it something different. Paul Heyman called it something different. Michael That's Cole right. called it something different. I don't think anybody has settled on anything yet. 
And then just a couple of signs from SmackDown. Jason will appreciate the the sign that just said, "Do you feel him, sir?" Um, but, but the one that I noticed mostly, right after LA Knight's victory, at the end of the night, there was a, right behind him in the crowd was a sign that said, and I quote, "Can I have my moose piss sign back, please?" Please. <laughs> Can I have my moose piss sign back, please? I mean, it's a valid question. <laughs> Maybe the last time they went to that arena, they took his moose piss sign. He's got <laughs> to find a way to... Hey, they'll see this, because it says moose piss again. <laughs> right. uh, last week on NXT, let's play our favorite game, Sal. Oh. What's, what's our favorite game, Sal? Is it racist? <laughs> Is it racist? We open NXT with the tag team battle royal. What are the what's the D'Angelo family doing? Oh God, if I know. They are sitting on the Bukaki balcony eating pasta. Oh yes, they are. Yes, they are. <laughs> what the fuck? That's right. That's right. Champs are here to uh, witness the the battle royal. They're gonna have eat. some dinner. Ah, they're gonna have some gabagool. <laughs> Eating pasta during the tag team battle row. Oh, Christ. Maybe a little chicken palm, the pasta primavera. Anyway. Those are my those are my my I mean yes, you're not wrong. That is racist. That is one of the most that's why I've hated this gimmick. It's so fucking stereotypical. (laughs) Like annoyingly. (laughs) I'm waiting for fucking them just show up in overalls and mustache. Anyway. <laughs> Any other notes from previous weeks? Not from last week. No. Okay, okay. Any news that you'd like to discuss? I don't do the news on this show. Yeah, fuck the news. No, I'm kidding. Um, Why? What do you got? No, nothing. Absolutely You nothing. seem like you wanted to... Uh, there's stuff that's tied into the show, and and we can and we'll we'll hit on it as we go through the shows. You want to start with uh, SmackDown? Sure. Let's see here. What do you got from SmackDown for me? Tell me about Roman Reigns in L.A. Night and why that segment took 30 minutes. Uh, I actually don't have any notes from that segment. <laughs> Goddamn long leg. <laughs> because it got boring. Yeah, it it was so long. I, I just just a dull humming in now, my head. I understand that a lot of people will be very critical of me saying that a Roman Reigns segment was boring. But guys, what are we doing here? Like, uh, God, my mighty. We've had John Cena back for eight weeks. He's done fuck all nothing. He's not even had a match. He even joked about not having a match, and then he still didn't have a match. No, 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 no. He joked about not winning a match. That's fair. <laughs> so we have John Cena, who I love. I I really like the fact that John Cena was back. Um, he really hasn't done anything in these past eight weeks, other than every now and then he gets in a brawl with Jimmy and Solo. That's really it. But he's there. He's yeah. propping up LA Knight. I get that. I'm it's good with that. been 7,486 days since I've won a televised wrestling match. <laughs> so somebody better get their ass on down here and still not have a match. What did he say for, um, 
I think that was like six years or something like that. Like if you did the math. Well, I mean, I can look. I'm I'm curious exactly. I mean, that's oh, fucking crazy. But also, John, you've been doing movies. You haven't been around. <sighs> Let's be honest here. Which is, uh, you know, more power to him. Get your money, kid. But like, living down in Florida now. I'm surprised he's not announced from Tampa, Florida. Like. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know. I know. John has love for his northeast, even though he didn't come up here. I'm still bitter about that. Also, televised singles match because he fucking they won the tag match at Fastlane. That's fair. Like, was that two weeks ago? Three weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Lost at WrestleMania 39. He lost at SummerSlam 2021. Yes, that was to Roman. That was a tag match. That was a tag match. That was a. Tag you're you're gonna match. have to go back to like 2018 at least, match. I think, if not 2017. Firefly Funhouse, the Fiend defeats John Cena. Not televised. The Firefly Funhouse match? Yes, it was. No, it was on pay per view. Same thing. No, I think he specifically meant. Like, because of, of how well, many still. days he said, I think he's... Because otherwise, yeah, then otherwise the Firefly Funhouse would have been one, but... No, because he lost the Firefly Funhouse. Okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I, I still think the amount of days he said um, definitely tag makes match. it sound like it was not including pay-per-view matches. That's a tag match. Uh, John Cena defeats Triple H 15 minutes and 45 seconds at WWE Greatest Royal Rumble. April 27th, 2018. And it was the the greatest Royal Rumble really televised? Uh, It was a pay-per-view, Sal. That's not television, dude. Yes. In fact, that was streaming only. Fans, write in and tell Sal how wrong he is about this, please. Hey, I'm just going by what John said. John said televised. Yeah, that's televised. Maybe it's not to John. You don't know. You don't know what he meant. Anyway. Apparently you don't know what he meant. <laughs> no one came here to see you. Well, they can't. <laughs> that is the one thing he's done since he's been back. He's absolutely embraced that you can't see me gag. The meme. That's been amazing. He did it in NXT, too. He was like... <laughs> He's like, you mean they can see me? Oh, my God. Anyway. Yeah. Um, like, okay, I, I don't mind this Roman and L.A. Knight thing. It, it's fine. You got to do something for for Crown Jewel. I get that. I just, this particular promo just felt like, okay, guys, it's like fucking 834. What are we doing here? <laughs> can we uh, can we start some matches? Eight twenty one. That's when the promo ended. Eight twenty one, dude. That's terrible. What is this? The, is this, the attitude era? <sighs> Please don't open a show with twenty one minutes of fucking talking and entrances and hype. Like we could have cut that down to twelve minutes and still got the fucking point across. Trust me. Not with Roman's entrance again. <sighs> it's fair. But we didn't need Heyman talking for like five five or ten minutes before that. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Get out of the ring. <laughs> Get in the ring. What the hell are you doing? Get out of the ring. 
You leave this you ring. Said, you said get out of the ring. I don't give a shit what you think I said. You leave this ring and I will beat your ass. Oh, that's an interesting topic. Um, really leaning on the uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin portion of his character, huh? Like that whole promo was like might as well have been an Austin impression. <laughs> yeah, I said I beat your ass. What? Yeah. <laughs> Please stop doing that while I am talking. Oh, Paul Heyman. Uh, I did like I, Paul's... I did like how LA Knight said, "I'll slap you so hard, I'll turn your hair back to gray." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> speaking speaking of Pauls, I really don't have much interest in Rey Mysterio versus Logan Paul. Hmm. And I certainly don't want Logan Paul to be the United States champion. But what the fuck? What have they been doing with the United States championship? Mm-hmm. Uh, also, seeing them stand, uh, well, I was going to say face-to-face, but uh, let's say face-to-cock on, on SmackDown. Ray is so tiny. He's so little. I know. Dude, he's only like five foot four. <laughs> That's significantly short. He's so echo. Um, especially in the he's wrestling like, business. He's trying to put him in your pocket. But, but you know, he's the biggest little man WWE's ever had. Ugh. Don't you hate it? I always hated that. I know. And it's still going on. <laughs> and he's got to get it in. It's like he's got to say it every time he sees him out there. That whole series of matches against the big show just so they could be like, It's David and the Goliath! Shut up. <laughs> Speaking, speaking of the big show and things we didn't get to talk about last week. Uh-oh. The big show. <laughs> that video that went around Twitter of him and Al Snow in the ring. Was it OVW? Is that OVW? Or I saw a Twitter? headline, Big Show Cut that promo is. on OVW, and I completely ignored um, it. <laughs> telling them about how tickets to Dynamite were buy one, get one free. <laughs> But it starts out, he's in the ring, and the crowd is chanting, Big Show, Big Show. He's like, no, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. I didn't even know about that that part, at least. I saw the buy one, get one free. Look, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, you got to move tickets one way or another, even if you're giving them a 90% off. Yep. Also, why was Ray wearing a Batman mask? He always wears this. this he's been doing that this year. He had little ears. He, he, I don't know if he's like, man, I got to get as much use out of this mask before I retire. <laughs> it's my favorite mask. Um, okay, so here's the thing. I understand why they're doing this because Logan Paul, as the United States champion, will promote that title and get it on social media and it will get him some heat and everybody can complain about him being a part-time champion and all that other shit. Um, And they love it. They love the exposure he's going to bring for that. 
But. But. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, we actually admitted on TV that we've already done this before with Ray and Logan Paul. And no one cared then. <laughs> okay, that's your butt. Here's my butt. Um, if, <laughs> if you're, if you're, Main championship is on Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. who's only going to show up occasionally. Mm-hmm. And your secondary championship on SmackDown is on Logan Paul, who's only going to show up occasionally. What the fuck are we doing? What are they going to fight for? No, they'll still fight for the U.S. title because he'll, he'll have big dates. Like survive a series, and maybe they do like a Madison Square Garden SmackDown or something like that. So like every now and then he'll show up to defend it. But what you what you could do is you could do number one contenders fucking tournament to fill the time, and then who's going to get a shot at Logan Paul at Survivor Series? You could do that. Yeah, here's the here's the tournament that's going to last the next sixteen weeks until Logan Paul shows up. Oh, it's not going to be sixteen weeks. It's probably going to look if. Theoretically, if the next time he showed up on on the show was for Survivor Series, that's only six weeks away. We're at the end of October here. It's even less than six weeks away. Like five weeks. And and after that? No, 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 no. No. You don't get to do that. You know very well that after that is the holiday season, and nobody shows up during that season. Everybody, we take a month off. They take a month off from writing good stories. And then they do a big January 1st Raw, or day one, right? And then we gear up to the Rumble. So you're worried about the month of December. That's all you're worried about. Ah. You gotta have something to fight for. You gotta have something to fight for. It will be over before you know it. And I'm telling you, he'll still be, he'll still make little fucking promos or backstage, uh, pre-tapes. They'll get it to work. And they'll do the same with Roman. So that, and now obviously Roman's probably on TV for the foreseeable future, to be honest, right? Like he had his vacation. I think it's time to go to work now, right? So he's probably here until at least December every week. Gotta keep his cousin in line now. I don't believe it when I see it. True. That's fair. Besides, less Roman, less Logan Paul, more are pretty deadly. You'd be okay with I that. I did. Um, I, I did get a kick uh, during the opening match. I did get a kick out of Montez Ford sending us to break mm. <laughs> from outside the ring. That made me laugh. Um, he's he's got charisma for days. I'm telling you, the sky's the limit for this dude. Speaking mm-hmm. of Montez Ford, what are we doing here? So. I don't like this 50-50 booking with with the LWO and Bobby's group. I don't. Every week we just go back and forth. Now the LWO got the upper hand. Oh, now they took out Cruz and, and uh, Joaquin uh, Phoenix. No, Wild. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, not Joaquin Phoenix. No, not Joaquin Phoenix. You know, and then we just go back and forth. And, oh, look, friggin' um, 
Angelo Dawkins slipped on a banana peel and the LWO snuck a victory. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we fucking doing? Why don't we just put Lashley's group over, like put them over for real, like big, right? And then have that cause dissension between Carlito and Santos and then go with that because I'd rather see that. And then Lashley's group can look like a dominant force because they won the feud and then we can move forward with Santos as a heel. That's what we need. Because, I mean, am I wrong? Aren't you sick of this fucking, oh, Ray, you're the greatest guy ever? Yeah. <laughs> I fight for Ray Mysterio because he's the greatest of all time. No, that's John Cena. Didn't you hear the announcement? <laughs> <laughs> well, if when he was on After the Bell a few weeks ago, right before the United States title match, he was he was talking about how Like he, the, the, Rey Mysterio is the greatest luchador of all time, but he's the greatest luchador in wrestling today. Yeah, I heard him say that. He said and I'm that like, on how the, And I'm like, Mysterio is still fighting. You're fighting him on Friday. How the, those two things cannot be? Those two things cannot coexist. Right. Until you start getting into the territory of saying, well, he was the greatest. <laughs> So just pull the band-aid off. Just say it. Say you're better than him. Say you know you're seemed, better than him. And it seemed like and it seemed like after after Santos lost that match, it felt like they were about to do something and instead we had the immediate Oh, here the here the, the Street Profits, here's their heel turn, so we're doing that right now. Mm-hmm. Um but this still might happen at some point down the line, maybe. It's a slow burn. Yeah. <laughs> A very, very slow burn. Um, yeah, speaking of, of nobody having anything to fight for on SmackDown, also there's no SmackDown tag champs. So hmm. I guess what I'm saying is uh, EO Sky, watch your back. <laughs> You're the only one with a belt. The tag champs float. The tag champs float. Oh, that's true. Priest and Finn are on SmackDown half the time anyway. Uh, the other big thing from SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Uh, so last week, um, for the season premieres, God. Uh, we went back to having General's manager. Yes. Um, oh yeah, we didn't talk about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Adam. Well, we weren't here. Uh, Adam Pierce is the. Uh, <laughs> I, I laughed as the thing was happening because Triple H comes out. And he's, he tells Adam Pierce, he's like, you're doing such a great job. You're, do, you're doing a fantastic job. You're amazing. You're wonderful. You're half fired. No, no, uh, no. I know. <laughs> That's what it felt like at first when he's like, but you're not going to run SmackDown anymore. Well, I did. I did expect that. I did expect him to be like, but it's time for a change. Um, I actually thought he wasn't going to give a show to Pierce. I thought they were just going to be like, well, Pierce, you're not going to be on TV anymore. Sorry. <laughs> so, so Adam Pierce is now the general manager of Raw. You've actually been released. And, no. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, Nick Aldis is the general manager of SmackDown. Uh, Nick Aldis, who appeared out of fucking nowhere once his name, once, once he was announced. And also. <laughs> he just uh, like materialized. Like he a just apparated him. Yeah. <laughs> and then a few segments later, we were back in his office, I guess. And there was the ugliest fucking fridge I've ever seen in my life. But anyways, um, this week, 
on SmackDown, we had a bit of uh, of tension brewing because uh, because Jay Uso showed up and uh, was was causing chaos. And um, we're getting a we're getting a little bit of a, a little bit of a sibling rivalry here between uh, between Adam Pearce and Nick Aldis. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it seems like they're getting a little snippy back and forth. I mean. I don't know. They might have to fight for brand supremacy in the next month or so. Don't think that has. I don't think that was lost on me. I haven't forgot what month we're in. They're gonna bring back and then bragging rights. No, come on. <laughs> You're sitting there praying they don't do what they did four or five years ago with the every matchup with SmackDown versus Raw, <laughs> especially the, mean the stupid the one. The one time per year that SmackDown and Raw superstars, especially collide. the friggin' atrocious force five on five SmackDown versus Raw match, which never had any goddamn point and always had nope. nothing but infighting. No. Nope. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I would, I, I don't mind Survivor Series being the War Games pay per view. That's fine. But um, they're gonna combine the two of them. I'm telling you. We're gonna have Raw versus SmackDown in War Games. <laughs> El- elimination, elimination War Games. Oh my God. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. <sighs> okay. So I mean, first of all, Nick Aldis. No. Great to yes. see him on TV. Sure. Good dude. Uh, I loved him as Magnus in TNA. Um, By the way, the NWA announced a a TV deal mm. this week or last week. Mm-hmm. So they have they have uh, they'll have weekly programming and a backstage reality show airing on the CW. Yeah. To which me and I'm sure a number of other people went. The CW still exists. Not that one. This is the Christopher Walken's channel. Oh look, it's wrestling. <laughs> it's great. It's huge. It's gonna get all the writings. Um, no, I actually did question if CW was on, on network television anymore, or did they move to like a special cable package? Because I don't think I've ever what seen you, them. You gotta buy Hulu Plus or the to get the CW. I wouldn't doubt it at this point. I really wouldn't. Okay. Look. Um. So it's Nick Aldis. Great program. Uh, a lot of people have said, you know, this is. Really awesome for Adam Pearce, who actually gets like a position now, because he's been so good Billy, on TV for two or three years. Billy Coggan, wrestling. Sorry, it's your fault. That's true. Um, <laughs> interestingly, Nick Aldis shared a ring with Charlotte. They had a little moment. I'm sure those two know each other, considering his best friend and tag team partner was her ex-husband. I'm just saying. <laughs> You didn't know that. Do you remember Bram? I did not know they were married. She was married to Tom Latimer. That's his real name. Way back in like 2011 when he was actually good. And uh, they, uh, well, you know what? We, we're not going to talk about why they divorced. It's just, mm. <laughs> you don't want to read any more bad news today. <laughs> but yeah, that being said, I'm sure Nick Aldis and uh, Charlotte are. Our acquaintances, at the very least. Sure. Uh, anyway, 
Oh, you're reading all about the horrible stuff Tom Latimer did. Remember? No, I just <laughs> no, I just looked him up on Cage Match because I know that that for some reason the name Latimer is ringing a bell. And I'm not sure why. Thomas Latimer, also known as Bram. Bram. I think he was something in NXT like very early, like 2013 NXT. What do you want your wrestling name to be? You know the sound a motorcycle makes? <laughs> ram, ram, ram. Oh, you act like somebody didn't just give that to him. Nobody picks that. <laughs> Except for the promoter, I suppose. Anyway. Okay. So, yes, it's good to see Nick Aldis. Uh, Nick Aldis definitely throwing his weight around on SmackDown. And then... I do like the fact that they put Nick Aldis in the ring with Dominic because Dominic was getting all that heat and you just you, you make Nick Aldis be like, see, I'm not afraid of the Judgment Day. I'll put them in their place. Oh, he was originally he was half of the original Ascension. Yes. Yes. Yep. There it is. Who was, was the other half? Name, Connor. Yeah. yeah. Other than Kenneth Kenneth Cameron. That's right. Kenneth that's Cameron. Like 20, that's like that's like 2012 Ascension. Kenneth Cameron and Connor. What was his Ascension? O'Brien. Connor O'Brien. And that's oh my god! I've seen videos of that. Like on the when you go back in the archives and see um you know see those old NXT like non televised shows that were only on the internet. Connor O'Brien, who's who's who, under a previous na- ring name was Ryan O'Reilly, who I immediately texted Sean about when I saw him in a dark match at a WWE show. Once. You guys named uh, a No Mercy character Ryan O'Reilly. You know, you know who that is, right? No, who's that? From Oz. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha. What are you looking at? Because you're deeply in thought about something. Now I was trying to remember who the other, who the other other guy in the Ascension was. Victor. Victor. Yeah. Victor had a last name, but I don't remember it. No. Nope. Just Connor. He was Victor. He, he was he was Rick Victor. Rick Victor. That was it. No, Rick Victor. He was a singles wrestler first. I saw him in a couple of uh, singles matches on those old episodes of NXT. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, who are we talk about? Nick Aldis. Yes, Nick Aldis throws his power around and like a true dick, then comes on Raw and fake. Uh, I don't want to say fake apologize because he's not a piece of shit like Paul Heyman. But he so so on SmackDown he asks he 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 asks security to escort Jey Uso from the building, and Adam Pearce is like that. That's I don't think that's necessary. We can just we'll just go. And he's like, yeah, security escort both of these men from the building. And and Adam Pearce goes, you're throwing me out of the building. And also is like, yeah. So Adam Pearce says, let the games begin. Yes. But then on Raw, uh, by his own words, Nick Aldis shows up hat in hand. Hat in hand. Apologizing. Meanwhile, tampering. <laughs> right. <laughs> Meanwhile, Adam Pierce contract tampering. Adam Pierce already looks like a sucker because he's like, "Oh, why don't you stay and enjoy how a real show works?" And meanwhile, like ten minutes later, he's backstage. He's like, "Boy, don't you girls look good in blue?" <laughs> um, this can tie into SmackDown, NXT, and Raw. Let's just uh, 
talk about this real quick because there's not really much to talk about. But what do you think of Jade being a special guest of all three shows for like three weeks now? Gotta uh, make her known to the people who didn't watch AEW. On the episode, I think it was the season premiere, when she had that backstage face-to-face with Charlotte. Mm-hmm. That was really nice. Mm-hmm. That was really nice. That got a big reaction from the crowd. And I like how Charlotte goes, no, no, Jade. I know exactly Tri- who you are. Triple H got to play horse face. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh god you know <laughs> uh, visual jokes on an audio podcast yeah but everybody knows what you're talking about <laughs> and um the thing the thing is is you know hunter did that on purpose you know he of did course. that on purpose <laughs> because that's hunter that's when he takes his shots, is when he's, like, mimicking other people. <laughs> he's clued in. He's keyed in. He knows what's going on. Um, yeah, no, it was great seeing those two have a face-to-face. Uh, later on Raw, she had a face-to-face with Becky. And then on NXT, she got her own throne. Yeah, she had a throne. A nice throne. Literally made it sound throne. like, and I mean, I think this is the story they're going with, kind of like a Montel. And, she, and on NXT, she was finally dressed in something that looked like clothes. Kind of. <laughs> um, yeah, she's been wearing not clothes on when she's appeared. But the thing is, right, um, they've kind of toyed with the idea that she's signed with one of the shows exclusively each time they've shown her. Like Pierce on Monday was like, oh, we got to get you a red one of those. And she's like, I think we do. And then meanwhile, NXT rolls out a throne for her. So it's almost like yeah. they're courting her. And I like that, and I hope we get, like, a big announcement where she's like, I have decided which brand to join. <laughs> I'm taking my talents. Oh, my God, that would be amazing. Parody that, please. Do that with Jade and parody it and have the whole set and everything. Oh, ESPN might get a little mad. <laughs> and, and so might LeBron. <laughs> it's wrestling, right? They can't get mad at wrestling. Right. Something like that. Maybe. Uh, I don't think there's anything else from SmackDown. By the way the booking's been, you would have thought that Jimmy Uso was having a match with John Cena at, at Crown Jewel, but um, not yet. Hmm. Maybe he's not allowed to travel. Uh, yeah, Judgment Day won the, won the tag titles back last week. But uh, How'd you feel about that? We did this weird thing where we gave Cody and Jey Uso the tag titles to have them lose in 11 days. Or nine. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. I'm glad it's back on an actual team. Ah, uh, that's an actual group. Yeah, that, uh, more, that's more appropriate. Um, I'm fine. <sighs> I'm fine with it, but this is all just a way to get Jimmy and Jay on opposite sides at War Games, which we knew was going to happen. The day after SummerSlam, so we've done this whole thing where we're just going to be like, this is what we're doing at, at War Games. We're going to just do the same thing every week, 
Bloodline's going to going to intersect with the Judgment Day, and Cody and Jey Uso will be a part of this, and Sammy and KO. And we literally haven't moved on at all for about a year from these people, but we're going to keep it. We're going to keep it going for War Games. No, Sammy and Kevin got split up. Also, if we do do SmackDown versus Raw, maybe they'll be on opposite teams. Mm. Touchdown, Bloodline! <laughs> I will say Jimmy Uso is cracking me up a little bit. Um, but he's still not as good as a singles as Jay. Not even close. Uh, speaking of which, let's move on to Raw. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about Cody coming out there being like, You may, you... You want to low blow me, huh? Damien Priest, if that is your real name. <laughs> what was he fucking, he was, I don't, explain to me his rant, for lack of a better term, when he came out there. <laughs> I, I don't know that I can explain much of it, but it didn't make a whole lot of sense. Especially the part where <laughs> He's like, Damien was like, now you know that I have a match with Jay later on, but we can fight at Crown Jewel. And Cody's like, that's cool, but we should give him a preview right now. <laughs> he just said, and oh, here come the other two members of the Judgment Day, you dipshit. It's four on one, fuckface. Also, I know that some people aren't going to agree with me on this, and that's fine. We're all entitled to our own opinion. But how many times are we going to break something on Cody's body and then make him overcome those odds? Oh, he shattered my ankle with the stairs. Ah! Oh, my God, he broke my neck with a sledgehammer. I mean, like, what the fuck are we doing? And mind you, at the end of the night, Cody ran down to the ring. I didn't run. You can't actually move that quick on a broken ankle. He still hobbled. Credit for hobbling. No, of course credit for hobbling because he's Cody. He's a professional. I just think that the fucking booking sucks. Why do we always have to have Cody injured going into a big match? Why can't he just be good enough to beat Damian Priest? Yeah, why do you have to rip his fucking peck off? That's probably why, right? Because he, it was such an emotional thing when he came and wrestled with the torn peck. They were like, let's do that every feud. We'll just change the body parts. No one will notice. To be fair, all the people in the crowd are dumb as shit and they don't notice. They're like, yay, Cody! <laughs> That's a nice thing to say, Sal. I love Cody. I think he's absolutely fantastic. But I... You know those you know those wrestling fans who listen to our show? They're dumb as shit. Oh, please. Half the people who listen to our show know exactly what I'm talking about. Because they're not those, those internet freaking dwelling trolls that love to complain about wrestling and all they do is watch wrestling. Okay, so please, please, grumpy salad. We need yeah. to talk about Gunther and Big Bronson Reed. That was a hell of a match. That was good, man. Now, I never thought that Bronson Reed was going to win, but I did start to realize how much punishment he gave to Gunther. As the match went on, like, holy mm -hmm. shit. This is probably one of the biggest wars other than Sheamus and McIntyre. But still, like, this is a fucking war on Monday mm -hmm. Night Raw. This is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and Wade Barrett called, called uh, you know, got to call the tsunami, and then, uh, hey, credit to Bronson Reed. He's he's put in time and he's put in work, and he's, he feels like he belongs. Especially to have a match like that with the Intercontinental Champion. And credit to Gunther, who's proven he can work with anybody. He's big. He's big. How do we feel about what they're doing with Imperium and uh, DIY? I like that we get DIY back. Mm-hmm. I'm happy about that. That, uh, did we talk about the locker room bit two weeks ago? Or was that last week? When they got jumped? That was last week. We had not talked about it. Okay. That was fun. Yeah. And they faked this week like Champa was out. And he obviously wasn't. And uh, Vinci continues to lose, which is smart. Mm-hmm. And now he's under the watchful eye of Ludwig Kaiser. Yeah, well, now Kai, he's Kaiser's responsibility, so if he loses, Kaiser gets blamed. It's like middle management. Truly. <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, it'll be interesting to see how, how we go from there. Um I'm not going to lie, I don't want to like Tozawa in the Alpha Academy. I don't. But I'm not hating it. (laughs) Oh, damn, Tozawa, that is sick! Oh, nasty. Nasty. Nasty! (laughs) And, and... (sighs) When he... Shop, fucking when funny, he man. shot Bronson Reed, and they were like, what are you doing? We didn't mean him. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> and then he literally got squashed. He was like, oh, yeah. my back. <laughs> um, And as much as I, I, <sighs> I do agree, Jason brought up the point a couple weeks ago, the New Day, probably we've run the course, but they're still pretty good. They're still very entertaining, probably more for the individuals than the gimmick itself. I think the gimmick has run its course. But I'm not going to complain about them being on my TV. They're fine. They've gotten to the point where they're now there to do the specific job. Like they're not. I doubt they'll have another title reign at any point. Not anytime soon. So they're now there. Their their job now is to help. The younger teams. 100%. And that's, and that's fine. fine. Absolutely. And they can still keep doing their New Day shtick because it is pretty funny. Damn, Tazawa! <laughs> um, <clears throat> if I had told you four years ago, or even, we'll say even five years ago, we'll say 2018, if I had told you that in five years... Usually when you say four or even, the or even number is less. <laughs> No, no, let's go five years, right? If I told you five years ago that Finn Balor, Damian Priest, Jey Uso, and Cody Rhodes were going to be at the top of your card on Monday Night Raw and featured, you would not have believed me. You would have thought I was full of shit. 
And yet... Yeah, honestly, probably because time travel doesn't exist. And yeah. yet here we are. I never would have thought these four would have been at the top of the car and raw, but somehow it's working. And it's working on all accounts. Like, Priest feels like a big deal going against Cody at at mm-hmm. um Money in the Bank. Now, again, that's why I don't think you need... Crown Jewel. Uh, Crown Jewel. I don't think that... I think that's why you didn't need the ankle thing, because it just... It, you don't... If you're going to make Priest, make him. Make him... Not that he won because Cody's ankle broke in half, and he's like... You know what I mean? He couldn't continue the match. No, give him a fucking pinfall victory over Cody. That would mean a lot to Priest. It doesn't hurt Cody. But if you're going to have Priest as a champ, like the, like a world champ, this, you need to do these things. Now, I say that, and there's probably no chance Cody's going to lose. Yeah. But, you know. I don't know about that. I could see it happening. Now... <laughs> Despite the clichedness, oh, your rage. Despite the clichedness of how we got here, uh, Rhea Ripley defends her title in Saudi Arabia against four different challengers. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, I guess it's the logical outcome of where we've been. With everybody fighting everybody. So just throw them all in there. Seems lazy. It seems like like when you brought back Naya, I could have by then seen a scenario of Naya versus Rhea one-on-one at Crown Jewel. And now I just feel like they're watering See, I down. don't... I don't... I don't see that because I don't think I don't think Rhea's losing. No, neither do I. <laughs> and you've just brought Nia back. You want Nia to be a beast. You're not going to have her immediately lose. Sure about that. Sure about that. So we've got a <laughs> fatal five way where she the other four can take her out. She doesn't have to be involved in the finish. And she can still look like a beast. There are ways that you could have booked a one-on-one match that made it look like Rhea escaped. That she escaped with her life. And still made Nia look like a beast. It's been done. Fuck, look at the first time Cody beat Brock. (laughs) Did Brock really lose? Because he was like... You know what I mean? Then you make him more dangerous. You make the heel more dangerous, and then you go to another pay-per-view after that. I mean, it's Crown Jewel. Yeah, they've been putting on, like, you know, good matches for the international crowds, even over there in Saudi Arabia, like big-time matches. Like, that's usually where Goldberg showed up. Like, you know, names. Like, that's why I expected John Cena to wrestle. (laughs) So far, he's not booked. We still have Friday, and... Next Friday, Crown Jewel is not this Saturday. I'm glad. I'm glad you said big matches and not good matches before you said Goldberg's name. Oh no, they weren't good matches. A lot of shit in Crown Jewel is not <laughs> good matches. Uh, no, Crown Jewel is next Saturday. Next Saturday. So we got two more episodes where we could book like, on the card at like th- 3 p.m. Eastern. Could we do Cena versus Solo? We could. I think. 
if, if this is all you're going to get from John in this run, and this is the end of the run, let him fight solo. He could have another televised loss. Wouldn't I, I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> Big deal for Solo. He pins John Cena. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Speaking of going solo, um, is is Eric done? He's hurt. He's injured. Legitimately injured. Okay. But it, but we got this. You called it a rebranding. It's not really a rebranding, ah. but I, Ivar is apparently a god. He's a now. god. That's a rebranding uh, to me. <laughs> he's still a Viking. The Viking god. Okay, he's basically Thor. <laughs> right? I'm excited for this. Jason had just mentioned on the show a couple weeks ago that if if you because Ivar had that match with Kofi, that you guys you know they don't know what they have with Ivar. That that. He's so good. He could play. He can do character work. He can be a big deal singles guy. And I love Eric. Eric's great. But if he is going to be out for an extended period of time, just like Jimmy was, let this guy go. I'm excited for what this could mean to him. Yeah. But now the character's a little basic. I will say that. You know. That's that's the the one thing that I'm kind of hesitant you're worried it's like VR (laughs) (laughs) kinda sorry Um, yeah there's only so far you can go as a viking but what about as a god What if Ivar took that title off of Guther? If I speak it into existence, I mean the match would be <laughs> the match would be phenomenal. And I'm not even saying right now. If we, if we did have Ivar have a sol- uh, singles run, and we develop, we had some character development, and we had like an arc. I don't I don't know exactly how you book a Viking to have an arc, but. They're smart. They can figure it out. Triple H knows what he's doing most of the time. And and I would like to see build some build him up, then have him challenge Gunther. I'd be down for that 100%. And by then, Gunther might actually be a face, the way things are going. <laughs> he's getting some cheers, man. Some, someone listened to ATB this week. Um, I did not. <laughs> I don't have time to listen to podcasts uh, anymore. Except for ours. Corey Graves basically put it. He basically said, "Write it down." Um, by, I think he said, "By mania." He would not be surprised if Gunther, with no change to his character, was was a good guy. One hundred percent. I just, like I said, I don't know how the the Viking thing just kind of trips me up as a as a solo thing. We'll see. We'll see how it's it's, just, uh, it's 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 giving berserker vibes. Ooh, ugh. And that was uh back in '92. <laughs> We're talking 2023. Right. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what we exactly get as far as the character portrayal. So intercontinental title maybe, but uh, no Viking is going to be world champion. No. 
No, 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 no. But but you can break away from from silly gimmicks and just be a dominant force and tone down the Viking stuff. You can do it like slowly. Eventually, as you start to ascend. Yeah, I mean that's the goal. Nobody wants a fucking giant Gonzalez. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that guy could not wrestle. <clears throat> but I mean, gimmick wise, it was pretty awful too. Like you just had like a hairy giant eight foot man, like <laughs> <laughs> like came from the mountains or something. Um, that was like the whole gimmick. Anyway, I digress. The Great Kali, but somehow worse. <laughs> the Great Kali before Kali was the worst wrestler of all time. Uh, okay, this has been this is something it's it's this is something that's been bugging me for a few weeks. Uh oh. Since since Becky won the NXT Women's Championship. Uh-huh. More on that later. Why? 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 Are they acting? Like Zia Lee has been doing anything for the past eight months, two years. I don't even remember. <laughs> the, I don't even remember the last time we saw her. I remember she was on SmackDown. She had a big hat. It's a big hat. It's a funny hat. But suddenly, but suddenly, Becky wins the NXT Women's Championship, and Zia Lee pries herself out of the floorboards to be like, "You are forgetting about me. I should be challenging for the championship." Why? Since what? How? What have you done? Okay. What have you done? Okay, you're not wrong, hundred percent. But it is nice that they they do try to use every single woman on that raw roster. They're all on TV, from Shayna to Chelsea. Is she even a raw superstar? <clears throat> yes. No, I don't know. Zaylee? Yeah, she got drafted. She got drafted. Okay. So this is the first time we've seen her really, other than like some backstage shit, since the draft. Which was what, May? June? Sure. Something like that. <clears throat> so you are correct when you say that she's done fuck all nothing to deserve a title shot. Or even be anywhere near anyone who has a title. Uh, but you gotta start somewhere, I guess, right? And now she doesn't actually get a title match, at least not with uh, Big Time Bex. She gets to be someone else's first challenger and loser. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's why we did that. So we'd have somebody easy to sacrifice. All right, anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. <clears throat> I would have a lot more to say about the uh, Becky NXT World Championship Tour, but uh, for some reason it escapes me tonight. <laughs> But I will say this, um, even though I appreciate that Triple H is trying to utilize all the women on TV, what I don't care for is Natalia. I also don't Ugh. care about... Okay. Oh, <clears throat> I literally have, okay. just in my notes, right before my note about Zai Lee, just three words, all caps, GO AWAY, NATTY! GO AWAY! I don't need you inserting yourself into every other woman's segment, story, backstage, whatever, just because I'm just going to support you. Because I'm old and you're new and I'm just going to support you. 
fuck <clears throat> off. Go away. But she teamed with Nikki Cross. Go away. But, go away. But but For Nikki's go, all catatonic and staring at something and walking away. Toot toot yourself off my team. That's a that's a great by the way. I, I'm sure everybody's gonna have a different opinion about this, but that is a fucking amazing way to reintroduce, uh, quote unquote, reintroduce. Uh, someone who's been in meaningless backstage segments for three months and used to be the Raw Women's Champion, Nikki Cross. Her new thing is she stares and leaves. <laughs> stare, scare, leave. <laughs> I was going to say stare, stink, leave. <laughs> Either one is fine. What the fuck? I'm sorry, but this woman, at least when she was a superhero, or almost a superhero, she was on TV. She was cutting promos. She was having matches and feuds. Her gimmick now is I'm weird and I need mental help, but no one's going to give it to me until, like, I murder Candace or something. Or Natty. <laughs> Can she murder Natty? Because I'm perfectly fine with her murder. She kind of did. She left her to be destroyed by the tag team. Champs, I think, right? Yeah, this is against Chelsea and uh, Piper. Sure. I'll yeah. Remember. Well. Um. <sighs> yeah, less Nat, less Natalia, dude. I'm sorry, but uh, look, everybody wants to complain. Oh, you see Natalia, she deserves it. No, she didn't deserve shit. Okay. Dolph Ziggler was a fantastic wrestler. Fucking dude was a collegiate, like, wrestling star, all right? And he was good in the ring. He could sell his ass off. But Dolph Ziggler's character got so, like, stale. That's the good word for it, right? Stale. That's where Natty is right now. There's nothing that she could do on TV that would make me go, oh, I want to watch that segment. I don't give a fuck if she farted again. I don't want to fucking watch her on television. Nope. <laughs> she literally does nothing for me. Um, Entertainment-wise and sucks. everything. She's <laughs> annoying. She sucks. She's annoying. She was a heel for one week. She's boring. Like, no matter what she tries to, like, even if when she tries to be mean, she comes off as very boring. Crowd doesn't give a shit. Nope. Speaking of the crowd not giving a shit, we didn't get your opinion on this. What did you think of Tegan getting the match with Becky, but the crowd not really being there for it? What do you mean? A couple weeks ago, Tegan Knox got finally, finally after weeks of like dodging and maneuvering, Tegan Knox got her uh, NXT Women's Championship against Becky. Mm-hmm. Crowd was, I think crowd was dead as a doornail. <laughs> that happens. I know, but I feel bad for her. And then Natty was like, "It's okay, you'll get it." I thought you just how you did such a good job. See, <laughs> that, you have Tegan go out there and put on a 15 minute match with Becky. To to her credit, by the end of it, there were more people carrying than when the match started. And that's all you can ask for sometimes. And pretty the lamb, 
Maddie said, please allow me to shoehorn myself into this conversation. <laughs> and then... Because that is my gimmick you now. You tell the crowd... Italian Nightheart, human shoehorn. You tell the people at home, hey, you know this girl Tegan who we just showed you can have a match to go toe-to-toe with Becky? Yeah, don't care about her because we're going to stick her on Italia. Why? <laughs> anyway. Um, I I hate to take this turn, but I do feel like this needs to be mentioned. We can't just ignore it. Um, speaking of people who are annoying and are way better in their mind than they ever were in the ring, let's quickly talk about Nikki and Bree. They, oh, wait, 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 wait. No, it's news. It's news. You don't have to leave. It is it is kind of news because they made themselves a spectacle of themselves again. Like they always do. Nikki and Brie Garcia. The only other way you could have segued that was quack, quack. <laughs> quack, quack, Natty, quack, quack. Look. Um, Nikki Bella. Quack, quack, quack. No, sorry, Nikki Garcia and her fucking sister. Uh, they did some interview recently. Is that what it was? Or a podcast or something? I don't fucking I don't think. know. But basically, I think it was they podcast? felt very slighted I don't even know why you're bringing by the up. WWE. Because the WWE didn't ask them if they wanted to, like, split the naming rights. And, like, you know, um, hey, go out and promote and be ambassadors and we'll pay you a percentage. And, and all this fucking shit that they thought they were entitled to and they were all mad because WWE didn't do that for them fuck's sake <laughs> this is the same funny funny what happens when your father-in-law suddenly doesn't have a job mm. oh. or not father-in-law stepfather Ste- stepfather it's still still someone who had power in that company um I never have, I, I don't think, I wouldn't say never, I don't think I've ever seen such a gross overestimate of self-worth to a product than the, than Nikki and Brie. Like, did you really think you were like on John Cena's level? Like, I think that's what they think in their mind is that they're the same mainstream wise as John Cena. They've tried taking credit for the women's revolution in the past. When they were the reason the women's revolution needed to I happen, I know. But I know, uh, but like honestly, famous wise, I think that they think they're super famous. I was on Dancing yes, with the do. Stars. They're stuck up cunts. Of course they do. Uh, they're really insignificant, and they're getting older, so they're getting even less significant, if that's possible. Yeah, which so which begs the question: Why the fuck did you bring them? Oh, up? because Troy brought them up in the host thread, and I just wanted to point out like the the unmitigated gall that they had to expect the WWE to want to do like a um a naming rights deal with them so they could keep the Bella Twin name. Fuck you! <laughs> Go fuck off! Go break your neck in AEW, please. If only, right? If only, God, Chris Statler just drops her on her head. Actually, no, she wouldn't, because Stat's one of the good wrestlers over there. But anyway, I digress. 
Well, that was a meaningless tangent. Um, fuck, we talking about uh, Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. Let's go back to my notes here. I have no other notes. No other notes from Raw. What about Seth's conversation backstage with Rhea, where she compared him to Roman, and then he got all mad and serious? I don't want to be anything like Roman Reigns. <laughs> he did it just like that. He got all like theatrical and like dramatic with it. If there's anything I don't want to be, it's Roman Reigns. Alas, poor Yorick. <laughs> I knew him well, Horatio. That's not a no. What do you think of so? Are the, the, so the Judgment Day are trying to trying to wrangle, are trying to uh, not wrangle, um, recruit Drew and Seth. Do you remember the Ultimate Warrior storyline and Randy Savage storyline, SummerSlam '92? No. Nope. Exactly. Um, so everybody talked about SummerSlam '92 and how it was headlined by Brett versus uh, Bulldog in the IC title match. And how amazing of a moment that was. Yeah, why wasn't the world championship in 1992 the main storyline? Because in 1992, they decided to put Babyface Ultimate Warrior and Babyface Randy Savage against each other in the weeks leading up to SummerSlam. Oh, that was the, the Mr. Perfect the mis- Whose corner was Mr. Perfect going to be in? Because he was offering his services to both Warrior and Savage. And then we had this whole match revolve around Ric Flair and Mr. Perfect where they were like, oh, look, he handed Warrior Chair. Oh, look, he helped Macho Man. Oh, my God. We're doing that. That's what we're doing. Did it not occur to you that that both of them said no? Um, One of them's going to accept the uh, Judgment Day's help. Might be Drew. Yeah, I wonder wonder which one. But doesn't it kind of lessen Drew if he just joins the Judgment Day? Especially if he wins the world title and you get the Money in the Bank winner there. Uh, well, he's not going to. Um, he can have their help and not join them. Yeah. But I think we need to we need to keep forward with this arc of McIntyre being a heel. You don't want him to look more babyface because he rejects the Judgment Day, do you? He can. He can. Not join them and still be a heel. Or he could not join them because they cost him the match accidentally. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> if you get nothing else from Raw. No. The funnest. Don't think that's a word. The most fun and most entertaining show this week in my opinion was halloween havoc night one did you see did you see at the very beginning that band was playing they screwed up the graphics because behind him it said new year's day it's not new year's day it's halloween stupid i know right uh yeah uh, probably not the right band name for this occasion (laughs) but uh new year's day opened the show with a song a uh, really good one, Vampire. Vampire, 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 Vampire. Uh, typical Vampire. NXT fashion, it was very metal, 
It was very kill switch engage kind of. Um, and I thought they rocked. It was cool. But that's how we opened NXT. We opened NXT with a huge, uh, rock performance, metal performance, if you will. Um, before we go any further and before I completely forget, I do want to give credit because after only missing two shows in a matter of 30 years, Michael Cole actually missed last Monday. And the season premiere. It was just Kevin Patrick and, um, Wade Barrett. And you know what? We give Kevin Patrick a lot of shit. I thought he did a fantastic job um, mm-hmm. with Wade Barrett. I thought he was uh, uh, relatable. He he was not stepping over Wade Barrett's words. They went joking around. I really liked his performance on the season premiere. And speaking of, of commentators I don't give credit to, <clears throat> Nick Joseph was good tonight. First time, first time in 30 years and... What nine months, give or take, that uh, two men with foreign accents were the commentary team on Monday Night Raw. There was no American on the commentary team. You mean that's? Oh yeah, because that's never happened. I was gonna say, when did that happen? Thirty <laughs> years ago. Um, yeah, no, that's never. They've never not had two American-born uh, commentators. And. He joked around with that. He's like an Englishman and an Irishman having fun tonight. <laughs> Another thing that uh, that they talked about briefly on the after the bell last week. Also, uh-huh. Wade Barrett, absolutely charming when he doesn't have to be, uh, you know, rooting for the bad guy. <laughs> fucking charming dude. Anyway, so those those Brits—they're just so natural. <laughs> That might be the case. Um, all right. So, the hosts. Should we begin with the hosts of Halloween Havoc? Sure. The hosts of Halloween Havoc, not just hosts, but apparently hosts. Ladies and gentlemen, Shotzi and Scarlet. That was a really bad attempt at a play on words there. What did you think of uh, of them opening the show? Excuse me. Um, we had some good outfits. Oh, throughout the show, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite because it was just so fucking creepy was they dressed up as the um the twins from The Shining. Oh my god! I like I like that in the host thread you wrote The Shining, which is the Simpsons version of The Shining <laughs> with groundskeeper. Which is Willing. funny because I had watched that recently. <laughs> You've got the Shining boy. Um, um, speaking of that, speaking of that segment, mm-hmm. just because that's where we, where we landed with, uh, with Carmelo, I really, I really hope that they don't go with Carmelo being the one who attacked Trick. Cause it feels so obvious and it feels so cliched. I, I, I honestly hope they go a different direction this time. So, unfortunately, throughout the history of NXT, it's always been the obvious attacker. Do you know what I mean? They have a bad, bad history of doing this, where it's like, who jumped so-and-so? And And it's like, well, of course it was him. That's who was feuding with him at the time. (laughs) 
So if it if it is mellow, I guess it makes the most sense. If it's not mellow, then uh, I'm fine with it. If it's not mellow, as long as whoever it is 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 worth it. Trick Williams, Trick Williams is a rising star, and the best feud for him at this point right now is mellow. Who else in NXT would have jumped him and to kept to keep him out of that match? Breaker. Yeah. I don't have any interest in Breaker versus Trick. I think we did it before. I don't know. I just want them to do something interesting and not have it be. It's going to be Mellow. <laughs> the most obvious choice. I mean, even the fucking. Uh, the twins said it. They were like, uh, no, all the cards point to you. You were the one who attacked Trick. He's like, damn it, no, I didn't. Yeah, but you did. And you know what we're going to get? We're going to get NXT Anonymous with video proof. Yeah. 100%. That's what they, we're going to see somebody come up behind Trick in the parking lot, and they're going to hit him with a bat, and they're going to take the friggin' mask off, and it's going to be Adam Cole. No, wait, wait, wait. Wrong show. Sorry. Anyway. What was the first match on NXT Halloween Havoc? Oh, first match was Devil's Playground. Yes! Such a great name. Such a weird choice of uh, uh, a prop surrounding the ring. There was a satanic swing set. Yeah, it looked like it was um, Fisher-Price. With a satan slide. <laughs> um, bald Ref. Bald Ref fucking strikes I again. Know. I've had my issues with Bald Ref over the past number of weeks for constant seatbelts. But uh, he really uh, he really outdid himself two nights ago by, on camera, quite clearly moving the trash can into position for the powerbomb following the giant swing into the barricade. Yeah, well, bald ref, I mean, he's... Literally, you just you just literally just watch him go. Oh, I'm just gonna put this here. Oh, a power bump! You know what they say about refs? Refs are absolutely the best when you don't notice them. And mm-hmm. he has fallen off that so much. <laughs> um, she's obnoxious. He's not doing it on purpose. He's just dumb <laughs> and doesn't realize he's on camera every second of the match. He's bad. I will say that. He's pretty bad. <laughs> but, uh, Roxanne Perez, the prodigy, if you will, uh, comes out there dressed like Freddy Krueger, completely plagiarizing uh, Alexa Bliss's gimmick from a few Halloweens ago. <laughs> I mean, I'll allow it, I suppose, but Alexa did it better. And uh, they proceed to have a nice little fucking brawl. I mean, it, it was it was uh, it spilled to the outside. They were in the crowd, but the crowd was like blocked off by these. Uh, I don't know what the fuck they were, but they were covered in like spider webs or something. But then, did you see when she threw her over the guardrail? There was that space in between the crowd and and the railing where they could like fight for a little bit. That wasn't anywhere else in the NXT arena. Of course. Um, but what you think? I thought it was a fun match. I thought that yeah. I don't think there's any need 
or I think it was also kind of stupid looking when um, Kiana took that fucking sunset bomb into the slide. Well, <sighs> well, come on. For what? That's, that didn't even look like it hurt. It just looked stupid. I didn't mind that. I thought it looked fun. But, um, yeah, I just... Okay, Devil's Playground. Okay, I, I get it. But holy shit, was it like a friggin' Disney horror, uh, Disney Halloween special? That's what it felt like. <laughs> it, it, it felt hokey as shit, but it, it's fine. It's fine. Props aside, I thought these girls were physical, and and they brought it. They brought it. I enjoyed the match. Sure. Ah. Uh... Is that the next match or did I skip around? Um, let's see here. Oh, no, that was the next match because my next note on my on my list here is, oh, yeah, Dante Chen exists. Thought he was one of the dudes like that his, got released. I liked, his, uh, I liked his tights, though. I liked the design on the tights. That was nice. On Dante Chen? Colorful, geometric kind of situation. Um, but Lexus King debuts, defeats Dante Chen. Um, I know I'd said, I don't think I said it on the show, but I said in the, in the, in the host that I was complaining about the name Don, Lexus King. But I think that they actually did a really good job of explaining why he's not Brian Pillman Jr. Um, basically the opposite of what they did when they're like, no, he's Curtis Axel now. Um, so I'm, I, I don't hate it as much as I thought I would. That's fair. And, I, and I'll, I'll a hundred percent agree with you because when you read it on paper from the disgusting, when I read it on paper, it still looks like a chick's name. When, but when you read it on paper, you think, how are you going to change his name? He's Brian Pillen Jr. That's what he was on the Indies as. Like, you know, how are you not going to honor his father? Like, it doesn't sound right. It sounds like a clusterfuck and a, and a massive fail, right? But like you said, his explanation of it was fucking amazing. And I never have seen this in all the years I've watched wrestling. For the people that um, praise their fathers and, and talk about how great they were and they want to do it to honor their legacy... He took that and flipped it and was like, this guy didn't raise me. I was three right. and a half years old. I don't even know who the fuck this guy is. And everybody my entire life has compared me to him. Whoa. We just got heavy. <laughs> and it makes the character more compelling and instantly more um, entertaining and uh, intriguing. Than just I'm Brian Pillman Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a varsity blonde. I mean, now to be to, I, I'm a tiger. Rar. To be fair, I did not need Dante Chen to get any offense in this match. <laughs> he got a little bit too much towards the end, where they were going back and forth, and I was like, No, I don't like this. This is Dante Chen. He hasn't been on TV in like a year. Just have Lexus King squash him. Ooh, trying to fucking protect Dante Chen. What are we doing here? 
Um, but nevertheless, Lexus King got the job done with a look like a hangman swing neckbreaker kind of deal. Uh, I don't remember what the finish it was. The only what I do remember though is the one that the one spot where he like he like bum rushed him, but hit him with just like a forearm at the side of the head, and they're like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "That didn't. That just looked weird. That just looked. That just looked like somebody fucked up to me." Yeah. If I run into you, but but while I'm running into you, I smack you in the side of the head with my arm. Right, right. Um, no, I get that, but no, his finisher was okay. So it was like a hangman, like a draping DDT, and then he swung with it. So it was okay. It was funny because uh, Vic Joseph, or B- Booker T, was like, "What do you call that, Vic?" And he's like, "I don't know. He's, he's first match. You should ask him." <laughs> Oh, Booker T, Booker T. You know what? Like I said, I will give credit to Vic Joseph. He was on point tonight. Especially if you figure you got to put up with Booker T. My God. Good luck with that. Yeah. But anyway. So, yeah, good debut. Good debut. You want to just talk about the two breakout tournament matches together? Yeah, I'm gonna do the other stuff first. Um, this one surprised me. I was uh, I was not expecting Chase U to take the the tag titles. Not at all. But I don't hate it. So first, I like the fact that JC is like quote unquote on board now. Getting there. And she's like, yeah, Chase U. Um. I shouldn't because it's kind of hokey, but I do enjoy Duke Hudson uh, when he when he gets the hot tag and he and he fires up and he does the um and they close on <laughs> It's very silly, but I do like it. I like the in the the, the little promo in in the back beforehand when Thea like snapped. I'm not. I'm not gonna throw in the towel. <laughs> Just out of nowhere. Everybody's like, whoa. Fuck, you're harboring some anger. <laughs> a little bitter. A little bitter. It's a little bitter. Um, I don't mind these two as the champs. Lord knows that um, Jay Angel and Stax, they never really even really felt like a tag team, no matter how many times they dressed like they were going down to the Jersey Shore. <sighs> Again, with the family... What are we doing? Just move on. Either get more people and make it interesting or break up Stacks and Tony D because it's, it's spinning its wheels at this point, and I don't care. Oh, uh, before that, though, before sorry, before that match, we had a vignette. And so, mm-hmm. I... Cannot put into words um, how much I don't give a fuck about Von Wagner. Ah, bro. <laughs> but Breaker broke his head. I don't give a but shit. He can't even walk anymore. 
I am going to use this walker because I'm 84 years you old. You brain smash. What do you want from the guy? I don't fucking care. How heartless are I want you? Him to never, I want him to never appear on my TV ever again. That's what I want from I the guy. Like he got his brain smashed in. They went squish all over the floor. People saw it. They took pictures. Good. He said good. Fuck him. Oh, he's not the worst. Are you sure? <laughs> this one's for you, buddy. Stone's going to get, like, um, he's going to get put out on a stretcher, right? I hope oh, my so. God. Might might be a little bit unfamiliar to you, but when, when Sid, at the time, Justice, was getting ready to fight Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania, right? He'd have these weekly matches on Superstars with jobbers. And he beat the shit out of them and put them on a stretcher and then rolled them down the ring and throw them into the stairs. <laughs> and like he did one, he put like the Hulk Hogan banner on the, on the jobber's head and he goes, he looks in the camera and he goes, call 911. And then he throws them and he rolls them down and the guy goes flying into the fucking ring post and, and falls off the stretcher. It's amazing. That's what I kind of hope Breaker does to, to Stone next week. Nice. Nice. Um, wait, before even that, the metaphor mm. had a backstage with Scarlett and Shotzi. That was kind of fun. Oh, yeah. That was fun because they were Tazawa like, stole the cup. Well, they were like, we predict significant loss. And Noam Dar's like, what are you talking about? I won my cup back. There's no loss here. You're just wrong. Yeah, they did like a, they did like a tarot card thing and then... No, I started playing with the cards, and everybody else was like, "No, touch those! You can't do no. And then as soon as he did, this Hulk came in and stole the fucking cup. <laughs> stole the cup. Then they start freaking out. It was hilarious. I'm sorry, it was fucking hilarious. Um, Noam Dar still being one of the most entertaining things on NXT TV. Uh-huh. Now, to make them feel like a big deal, we got a little backstage sit-down interview where Vic Joseph first interviewed the challenger for next week's NXT title match, Carmelo Hayes. <laughs> and Vic tried his best to uh, be an annoying, sniffing little shit, interrupting journalists. A real fucking Dave Meltzer type, if you ask me. And Melo flipped on him. And I, I, he didn't completely like lose his temper or nothing like that, but he, he kind of put him in his place. What'd you think of this as far as character building? Cause I really liked it. I thought the funniest part was when he got up and left and Vic was like, but Carmelo, I still got a bunch of, I still got a lot of questions. <laughs> Mikey! Or whatever name he yelled at at the very end of like the, 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 the PA who was supposed to stop him. Brian! But I still have a bunch of stuff to ask you. <laughs> that was good, though. That was funny. And Mello has every right to be pissed, because if, if you're to believe that he didn't attack Trick, why is he being accused for? In fact, what if he did it and all you people said he did, so now he's going to turn him? Maybe it was Ilya. All you fans turned on me. This is like Sting in 96. And he's like, none of you believe me. And the only thing for sure about Sting is nothing's for sure. Something like mm. that. 
Yeah, this that could be fun because you were talking about someone else being Trick's attacker. So, what if Mello does turn heel? But it's because nobody believed him that he wasn't, and he actually wasn't. I'd be fine with that. Could be, oh yeah. That'd be weird though, Mister Super Babyface. Anyway. So, yes, let's talk about the breakout matches. Uh, no, before the second breakout match, uh, Justin Roberts appeared in the ring and said, we are going to turn the lights off and then turn them back on. And once they come back on, nothing that happens will be sanctioned. So you would think that's what would happen, but instead we got a Mountain Dew pitch black match. <laughs> we got a lights out match where they turned the lights off and just left them off. <laughs> but but tell me it didn't give you that pitch black vibe with the with the no, there wasn't enough, lighting the way it was. There was there wasn't enough black light for that. Mm-mm. Yeah, they had these girls wrestle and uh it was fine, I guess. Uh I don't know, it felt kind of rushed. What'd you think? Yeah. Nothing nothing really yeah. special here, right? It was all right, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was it was twelve and a half minutes, but it was still. Yeah, but it felt like twelve and a half. It felt long. Like it felt like. I don't want to say boring because I know these girls were working their ass off, but it wasn't. It didn't capture my attention. It didn't hold my interest, unfortunately. Now, can we talk about the women's breakout matches? Now we can talk about the women's breakout. Okay. Uh, first one. What what there is to really talk about? Well, the first one was Ariana Grace versus uh, Kalani Jordan, and it was fine, right? I thought that I thought they put on a decent match. What I loved, Vic Joseph, when Kalani Jordan hit the split leg and moonsault, says she's one of a kind. And she picked up the win. See, that's why I enjoy Vic Joseph. He'll throw little, little crumbs in there for like the, uh, the hardcore fan, who like gets the references. Meanwhile, Booker T's like, who? Who are you talking about? What? You know, I once fought Steve Austin at a supermarket. You know, I had a dream of you died. It's coming. Sweet. Uh, the Creed brothers want to spin the wheel and make a deal. They're backstage with Scarlett and Shotzi. No, they were at the entrance. They were at the entrance? Oh, I thought they were backstage. Yeah. Whatever. So that's, that's where, that's where the wheel was. So the Creeds will get a match, uh, with Umberto and Angel Garza? The, and... Right, the, the, the dead grandpa society. <laughs> Yeah, they brought that up in the promo. The Creed's were like, you, that's your dead grandpa uh, bringing karma to you because we'll see you next week. Did it? Was it a Devil's Playground match? Is that what they finally landed on when they spun? Wow. No, it was uh, Tables, Ladders, scares. and Scares. Excuse me, Tables, Ladders, and Scares? That was kind of silly, but whatever. Whatever, it's fine, I suppose. So you can climb a climb a ladder, put someone through a table, or just go boom. 
Um, yeah, they're filling up the card for next week, but uh, this is a quantity versus quality thing, and so far none of this is like that much quality except for the main event. But but uh, who you got next week, Kalani or Lola? Lola, gun to the head, Lola. I I wouldn't mind if it was Kalani. I think she's got a lot of talent, but I think they choose Lola. See, I'm, I'm leaving Kalani myself. It'd be fun. Babyface, little plucky babyface winning the tournament, though. Uh, doesn't do amazing things for your character work. Usually the crowd tends to not like when, when plucky babyfaces win the tournaments. That's fair. And also based on the winner of the next match. So you're, you may, you're probably right, but... Uh, yes, the other match on night one, Lola Vice versus uh, Carmen Petrovic. Yep. That was, that was fun. Petrovic looked... It was short. It was very short. Um, it was like probably under two minutes. Three and a half. Three and a half. Okay. There really wasn't much here. I mean, Petrovic looks like she can go. She's got some speed. She's got some agility. Uh, Lola was there shaking her ass, you know. But, uh, yeah, it was fine. I'm actually, I think Petrovic kind of shined in this, in this very little short three minute exhibition, I guess you could call it. So, um, backstage, Chelsea and Piper Niven interrupt Chase U and Chase U's championship celebration, which consisted of the four of them just like walking around being like, yay, we won, yay. Yeah. So, they put Piper Nevin in a mask. It was kind of weird. She was a wolf. That was kind of weird. She was a, she was a wolf. Especially because she was wearing a mask and Chelsea wasn't, so it just kind of looked like... Chelsea was a little red riding hood and she was a big bad wolf. Yeah. Yeah. Or it looked like, you know... Uh... What did it look like? Chelsea now? had a had a had a pet dog, and that was her pet who was on her leash. Good boy, roll over. You know, kind of got that vibe. Just saying. And then Piper Nevin so. took off the mask. And what did she say? She made a comment towards J.C. Jane, and it was the corniest uh, fucking line I ever heard in my goddamn life. I don't remember. I swear you got to write shit down. I know, I know, I know. I'm going to start doing that. I swear. Uh, but anyway, it leads to JC Jane and Thea getting a tag title match next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. No, it should be fun, actually. Uh, I don't see a title change, but that should be fun. No. 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 Uh, also backstage, Braun Breaker runs into Camelo and... and we keep needling Mellow. Yeah, you attract trick, didn't you? Didn't you attack trick? Breaker with a fucking corny line, too. He was like, oh, I see you had a trick up your sleeve. Ha, 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 ha. Doing dad jokes now? <laughs> um, also, the sit-down interview with uh, Dragonoff. That was that felt really good. That's why I don't think 
I don't like the idea of turning him heel. He tells the story of how him and his family moved to Germany when he was little from Russia. They had nothing. He had to fight for everything. Uh, he's unbreakable. He's hungrier than Carmelo. Like, I, you can't turn this heel. This is working. This is amazing right now. He's a champion you want to root for. Probably okay. the most rootable champion in the entire company. <laughs> like the person I want to cheer for, if I if I think about Seth or Roman or Gunther or I'm not saying Roman is a baby face or, or Gunther, but I'm just saying uh Dragonov, you feel that. You get behind him because he's got so much goddamn passion. Yeah. And like you said, he's on break. <laughs> or, all right, I'll, I'll say it in, in German. Unbesiegbar. I will turn this Skype call around, mister. <laughs> all right, what else we got? But our, our main event the NXT Women's Championship Becky Lynch and Lyra Valkyrie Valkyrie Becky Lynch good stuff and Lyra Valkyrie good match uh, I'm such a fucking idiot sometimes really am <laughs> really am I'm not gonna lie okay but why this time I was time? looking at my phone during the finish now, to be fair, it did kind of come out of nowhere, but I heard the three count in the bell and then looked up and went, what? <laughs> Not quite as surprising as the tag title change, but still, I'd say still surprising. Um, I thought a little bit more surprising. Uh, you thought more yeah, surprising? Yeah, I, I was really uh, expecting Becky NXT World Championship Tour for the next three months. I at least thought we were going to get a payoff with Zyla. <laughs> so those segments were for nothing. Um, and I thought, I just thought they were kind of enjoying Becky elevating that title a little bit. Now, the right girl won. I feel like Becky made Lyra in this match. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, more so than when Lyra fought Tiffy a, a few months ago. Um, that just felt like a moment for Tiffy. This felt like Lyra's coming out party. Yeah. And I love that. Um, so good on Lyra. Glad that they did the whole pomp and circumstance after, you know, the hug, holding up uh, Lyra's hand of victory, handing her, you know, presenting presenting the title or shoving it in her stomach, whatever. <laughs> um, good stuff. Good stuff. And Lyra is a make for any for Becky to do that for anybody at this point in her career. That's something because she's she's a top star in this business. They don't typically lose on TV, <laughs> especially for her championship. Yeah, no, it was a great match. Um, go back and watch it if you haven't because it was it was fantastic. it was fun. It really was. Um, and yeah. And really, really good back and forth. Like, it kept me entertained and engaged, except for the part where I was looking at my phone. 
<laughs> That's on me. That's a speaking, my bad. <laughs> speaking of Tiffy, we 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 skipped over uh, the the backstage segment with Tiffy and uh, also Tiffy. Was it uh, Alan Henley? Hey, you said it right. Good and job. it was amazing. And see, now yeah. I remember her Dr- name. Dressed, dressed up as Tiffany Stratton. She interrupts Tiffany's interview, and she's dressed as her. And Tiffany is appalled. She can't even. And she's doing Tiffany. Oh like she's. It's not just the outfit. It's the voice and the mannerisms and everything. They both fake gasped, and I almost died. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that was good. That was good and I like that Fallon got the last word, but then Tiffany attacked her. It was smart. Good heel heat. And hey, I'm kind of down for this. I'm down for a, a Tiffany versus Fallon feud. This is the this is feud I never knew I needed. <laughs> and look, we see we can have Fallon be entertaining away from Brooks and Jensen. We don't need them in every segment with her. She can do perfectly fine on her own. Right. And this was a good example of it. Yeah. Yeah, this was fun. Mm-hmm. This was very fun. Anything else? You know, anything from AEW? Did you watch AEW at all? Uh, I'm going uh, <laughs> to be very honest. I tried to. And Tony Khan gave Sting a gift or some shit. I didn't see that. Apparently it was Ric Flair. He was a gift in a box. He was his Ric Flair in a box. Rick in a box. It's right there. I'm tired. Rick, <laughs> Rick in a box. Um, I didn't see this week's episode of Dynamite. I tried to watch last week's and I fell asleep both times I tried to watch it. And that's not even a knock on the talent. I probably was just tired, but I didn't. I didn't catch anything. All I know is that they're discounting tickets left and right to try to get at least some people to the shows and it, it seems to be working at least it worked on Wednesday night they got a solid 5,000 hey remember when they were going like the first month of the company and they were doing like 10,000 seat buildings like like Amherst no, not Amherst uh you um BU when we went that was that was like what 11,000 mm-hmm. that night sure I mean it was the second episode but Look, they've been lucky to crack like twelve hundred lately. So, <laughs> all right. Other than AEW clinging, clinging for dear life to their television deal, uh, no, I ain't got nothing else. Oh, TNA. Oh, uh, going that's back to TNA, right. Going back to TNA in January. Did you happen to find out why? Because it's a better name. Because it always was a better name. Because Impact Wrestling never stuck. Because <laughs> they chant TNA anyways. Was it? Did they go to Impact because did they like have some type of core battle with Jeff Jarrett over the rights to TNA? Maybe. I mean that would make sense because remember they were GFW at one point, which was like his crappy promotion, and he was like, "I'm gonna leech off of my old promotion, and then I'm gonna name all my guys the in." The Global Force Impact Champion. Something <laughs> atrocious of that nature. Um, acquisition by Anthem and rebranding. 
Oh, acquisition by Anthem is why they want to impact. Anthem Sports and Entertainment purchased the majority stake of TNA, reorganizing TNA's parent company. Dixie Carter retained a 5% minority stake in the company, but resigned as chairman after 14 years with the company and joined Fight Media Group's advisory board. The promotion's parent company, TNA Entertainment, was changed firstly to Impact Ventures and then to Anthem Wrestling Exhibitions, LLC. Uh, on January 5th, Jeff Jarrett was brought back by Anthem to serve as consultant. Anthem rebranded the promotion as Impact Wrestling after its primary television series two months later. Oh. It doesn't say... So it was an why. Anthem thing. Yeah, it was just a rebrand that they did. Yeah, it sounds... Uh, it, it was a dumb idea then. So I'm glad they kind of got rid of it after all these years. Because, I mean, they're still they're still owned by Anthem. As far as I know. Maybe it's a uh, PR stunt to try to generate some buzz. Uh, or maybe it was a condition on CM Punk's contract. Oh! On January 5th, Jeff Jarrett was brought back to the company by Anthem as an executive consultant and later promoted to executive producer and chief creative officer. In April 2017, it was announced on Impact that the promotion would merge with Jarrett's newer Global Force Wrestling promotion. In the lead-up to the Slammiversary 15 pay-per-view, Anthem officially announced the intent, its intent to acquire GFW to formalize the merger. However, after he took an indefinite leave of absence, the promotion later cut ties with Jarrett and then reverted to the Impact Wrestling brand on October 23rd. The deal for Anthem to acquire GFW was never completed. That's fun. Because they're like, what exactly are we buying? They're like, my, my promotion. <laughs> it's called Global no, Force Wrestling. Nothing. Yeah, but you don't actually have shows. We will. It's coming, I swear. Yeah, we're not paying for this. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, anyway. Anyway, uh, good on impact. I always like, I always like the name. Oh my God, see, yeah, it's it's a, it's an it's a it's a wrestling company. It's it's got to have letters, an initialism. Mm-hmm. It's got to have an initialism. AEW, WWE, WCW, ECW, TNA. Impact. Also, we can now retcon this and forget that Impact Wrestling was ever a thing. <laughs> okay, but I, I did want to... Like I said, the fans have been chanting TNA the whole I time. I do anyway. want to point something out. For years after they changed it to Impact, I have still referred to it as TNA for years. And and it's now, okay. it's been so long that it's actually going to take me time to get used to calling it TNA again. Because eventually I did just succumb to being like Impact, oh, over on Impact, this happened on Impact. And now i got to get used to calling it TNA again. What the fuck? <laughs> They're fucking with my chi, Adam. They're fucking with my chi. As always, TNA to me. <laughs> uh... Anyway. Um, yeah, I got no, I'm good. This is fun. Always fun. Good to see you, buddy. We have we have fun here. We We're fun people. We keep it fun for our fans. All of them. I'm a people person. That's a good movie. Anyway. Uh, good night, Phil. Well, I guess that means that we will havoc your Halloween next time. 
We will wreak havoc on your Halloween next time. That, there was a reason I didn't say take this That was it. Womp womp. He's full alive. Here's for hoping. Sting? Yeah, you got a gift. Oh no, I, I meant I meant Jake. Tony Khan gifted him a man. I hope he came out of a fucking giant gift box. My Rick in a box. <laughs> <laughs>